listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Welcome back to the ZMAR Podcast. I'm Butch ZMAR, the host. Wanted to go over some things that were going on in the fourth quarter. We're going to talk about some of the things that are on the horizon. And then I want to talk about some case studies that why the broker community is there and what we, what we stand for. So after the open enrollment is done, there's usually uh, a lot of service work that happens after. And this is where a broker community comes in or working with the servicing agent or account managers with insurance agencies come into handy because otherwise HR professionals could be spending hours or even the owner for that matter or office manager could be spending hours trying to put things together. January is usually what I call the aftermath month, which is usually the the misspelling of names, insurance cards not delivered, provider codes that are incorrect, and the list goes on. Even some employees never get added or insurance paperwork that needs to be changed or a whole bunch of stuff. And that's where HR could get a little bit lost or it could take a little bit longer. There are many HR professionals out there that can take care of it pretty fast, but that usually extends into uh, January and then and sometimes in, into February. But this is a good thing. The engagement with the broker is always a positive thing. And then obviously throughout the year, it doesn't stop during the open enrollment with the insurance broker. It continues throughout the year. And it could be for adding and subtracting employees. It could be for claims issues and a whole bunch of other stuff that may come across people's desks and we could save a whole lot of time. And that's what we bring to the table and make sure that there's an efficient benefits program with the employer. And moving on a little bit, I wanted to talk uh, briefly about there was an Aon uh, survey. Aon is a big insurance um, outfit headquartered downtown Chicago. I just know they got a big building down there. And then obviously they insure policies all over the world. They compete with the smaller brokers as well for benefits. Um, Aon did a survey among their employers and they had noticed during the COVID of 2020 that their claim amounts that they budgeted uh, for their clients was down by 5%. And this is interesting because a lot of people held back and um, they didn't get all the services that they originally were going to go plan on doing because COVID put a stop if it wasn't important or, or non-essential or some terminology that they came up with that prevented people to get access to care and then uh, because they wanted to wait for COVID. Overall, those claims only reduced by 5%. Some people were concerned in, in our industry and as well as employers and even employees were concerned that COVID was going to escalate the cost. Uh, obviously, COVID had an impact, uh, but not to the degree that people were anticipating or some people were anticipating because there were so many claims that weren't being processed or being held off. Even some cancer patients had to wait and other surgeries that weren't pressing to get done uh, needed to get postponed. So what can employers do about this? Uh, if they're able to get access to claims and they could see this benefit shift or this cost shift that they actually had some savings compared to what was budgeted for the year. I know some will actually put it in savings and just basically put it in a nest egg. I mean, some of the self-insured could put more money into their uh, nest egg to pay for some of those future claims. Some will actually go ahead and spend it and put it back towards benefit dollars um, and reduce their employee cost. 
Every employer is going to be a little bit different with this, um, but it's definitely something to consider either spending it back or conserving the dollars, however you want to make it work. Uh, I know many of the employers are just going to try to reduce their employees' costs to give them more confidence. That's the biggest thing among employers, small and large, is to give their employees confidence that things are going to be okay after COVID and returning to work and benefits is just part of that. There's many, many employees out there that gained or applied for the position and stayed at the position that they're in is because of the benefits. Uh, There's other people that are either forced to layoffs or quit, whatever the case might be, especially during COVID, and they're looking for other jobs and they're going to smaller employers and the small employers are either not providing a health insurance plan or they're not compensating as much as they were. And so give them a little bit more confidence uh, that you're there for them is definitely key to to retain a good employee uh, from leaving to go somewhere else where an employer is doing that. Another thing that I noticed uh, to kind of share with you is cyber attacks related to healthcare. And so there's industry information that's out there that claim that in 2020, there was um, at least 500 web apps that related to healthcare that were actually attacked. And so every year there's a 10% increase And then the reason I'm bringing this up is some medical identity theft uh, issues are on a rise, and it's obviously related to healthcare, and that's why I'm bringing it up because I thought it was alarming after seeing some of the 2020 data. Employees are going to be concerned about what's going on with their information. A lot of these providers out there, hospital systems and, and doctors, are putting their information through a web app or online access, and supposedly they're secure, and maybe most of them are, but... I mean, obviously, if it's on average 500 per month, it still adds up. But when you look at a nationwide network of people having access to uh, medical records online, that's pretty small. But it could be your employee base that could have an issue. It could be your workplace that has an issue. And so how do you combat that? And one of the ways is there's are, there are other insurance products that could be brought to the workplace to help give your employees aid for this. It could be um, an identity theft policy. Um, they have Some of them will have medical identity theft uh, built in. Some of them you have to add. And these services will help the employee minimize time on how much they're actually dealing with some of these issues if they actually did occur. And that time is usually spent while they're at work. And Maybe on a case-by-case, employers don't really care. Just take care of their needs and and move on because they're loyal to the employer, and so they want to be loyal to that employee. But if you have a big enough employee base and you're having issues across the, um, the board, and even if it's just two or three or four employees that are having issues for whatever reason, they're spending time during their day work day that you're paying them to do this, where some of these insurance products that are able to come to the workplace, they could actually... Um, be prepaid benefits that somebody else is working on on their behalf so they're not taking time. So you, you gain productivity just by offering a benefit, even if you pass the cost back onto the employee or have some type of shared contribution method. It's, it's definitely concerning where it's on a rise, and I think it's going to continue to rise, uh, especially in the light of COVID, and there's a lot more claims going on and uncertainty in the healthcare world due to the pandemic as a whole, but also um, more and more people that needing access to healthcare. Another thing that employers could do for any type of cyber attacks on these healthcare web-based apps 
educate your employees on how to protect it more. There's outfits out there or even the identity theft programs will have educational programs that the workplace could actually engage in to help them protect some of their identity overall. There's so many people just in general uh, outside even a healthcare identity theft that are so loose on the information they provide, such as address, birthday, and social security number, that they just provide it even through text messages or provider office and, and not even think about who's listening and who's writing that information down. So a little education can go a long way to help protect your employees and bringing somebody in just brings value and you could make it a, a worksite function or you could have it just available to them that take a little time away from their desk to go get a little education online or through a representative that's there. Food for thought, it was definitely uh, alarming to me to read the information and studies that were already coming out from 2020, cyber attacks on healthcare apps. Are you a CFO, HR professional, or owner of a company, big or small, and you're tired of the typical health insurance premium increases each and every year? Out of control premiums with no end in sight. Well, now there is the elite benefits formula. This process has saved employers and their employees thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars each year. These strategies are avoided by most insurance professionals, and the insurance companies definitely do not want you to know about them. But Elite Benefits of America is ready to help you. Just about all employers in the Chicagoland area can now take advantage of some or all of these strategies and start saving money. Butch Zemar from Elite Benefits of America wants you to reach out to him today. Visit EliteBenefits.net or call 708-535-3006. So now I want to talk about a couple of case studies uh, just to give more value what the broker community gives and what insurance agencies give uh, in the interest of time and uh, our expertise. Not that I need to justify all the time, but I figure I'd talk about a couple of scenarios that occurred more recently that related to some of the situations you've been in and you spent hours of trying to resolve on uh, those issues. So the first one was just, uh, it was in a benefit issue on one of the family members on a policy that wasn't showing up or wasn't getting paid and uh, they couldn't figure out why. They spent hours on the phone. Um, they literally told me it was like somewhere between four and six hours with the phone conversations with the insurance company trying to resolve an issue that they couldn't get down to the bottom of. A family member couldn't get access to a care, but other ones were. And so it was kind of interesting where there there's this family of, I don't know, call it six, and one person on an entire policy can't get access to the care. And even though when you call the carrier, the carrier's like, yeah, you're on there, everything's fine, but then you try to render services and it's not there. And who knows, there's always glitches in the uh, marketplace and and application platforms and insurance companies and human beings as employees of an insurance company could always make mistakes. And who knows what those are without getting experience and situation as the boss. So every situation is going to be a little bit different, but a lot of it overlaps. So after spending all this time, they didn't make any progress. And uh, they finally reached out to our agency and collected the data that they were already working on and what the issue was and the information that was already provided to the insurance company or provider. And then we did a little bit of research. Uh, we have access to things that sometimes that employee employees or the employer don't, don't have access to because we, we're on the wholesale side, so to speak, versus the consumer side. 
And so we were able to dive into it and figure out the disconnect in the systems um, to make it work. And so we figured it out um, between my staff and working with the insurance company and their staff. It took us um, less than 30 minutes to figure out and resolve the issue after somebody spent hours. Uh, it doesn't happen like this all the time, but sometimes instead of wasting a whole bunch of time, but it, you do need to definitely invest your own time. The, these are your benefits. We're here to help, but we can't do the work for you. We don't get, that's not what we get paid for. In certain situations, we do get compensated, but in most cases, you have to make an attempt first. And I always say, try to give it an, a, you know 30 to 60 minutes, um, closer to an hour for sure, because sometimes it just takes that long to actually resolve some of these issues, then call us. For someone to spend four hours to try to resolve an issue, especially when there's a high chance that it could take us less than that to figure it out, it's wor worth our time and place to be there for a service. Because even if you went company direct and some employers want to do that, they want to eliminate the middle guy because they feel like we're going to rip them off. We get paid for a reason to deal with some of this stuff. And But I mean, it's going to come a time where we're going to be charging for a lot of this stuff too, and you're going to need our help. But Right now, we get compensated by the insurance company, and we just saved your employee time or your HR manager or, or yourself as the owner time, uh, which you can't get back. So definitely reach out when, when there's issues instead of sp spending all this time and hours uh, trying to resolve an issue and dealing with what I always call incompetent employees or incompetent systems. We may have different contacts to be able to figure it out. In this particular case, we did have different contacts we're able to see it from a different lens, so to speak, and be able to get it resolved. Another issue that came up, it was a billing discrepancy with the provider. Uh, the bills weren't matching up uh, with the explanation of benefits. Uh, there was issues with claims and um, they weren't getting a resolution. They kept going back and forth. And th this wasn't small change. It was several thousand dollars that the provider was saying that they owed, but the insurance company said not. And so they spent hours trying to figure it out uh, and i have an estimate here that they probably spent three to four hours on on trying to resolve it between between the provider and the insurance company they couldn't come up with a resolution the provider kept saying it's their responsibility they're gonna have to pay for it they're getting threatened to go the collections so they called us and uh, we analyzed all the explanation of benefits we went through the invoices there was some discrepancies in it but it took us about 45 minutes to find and identify the error and uh, we're able to get it uh, resolved. And in this case, the error was really just a miscommunication of coding and how it was laid out on the explanation of benefits. I don't think that insurance companies or providers try to make it easy and user-friendly for these statements. I think they try to make it difficult because the more vulnerability that you have, the more likely they're going to get paid at a higher rate is, is just an assumption. I'm not saying that's the general rule, but I do think that confusion is a profit center. And so I think they outline these things and there's no competition or not enough competition to make it any better. If everybody else is doing it, why should I change is the mantra, right? So some, but sometimes uh, having a little extra edge or uh, experience with some of the, the billing and seeing some of this stuff on a regular basis, we're able to dive into it a little bit more. It did take us some time, but but at least instead of spending all that time, one phone call, uh, maybe a couple of emails or faxes to get the information over to our office, we're able to uh, figure it out and, and go from there. And, and similar story, there was a billing issue with premiums. There is uh, over a six-month period, the bills kept changing. Even though the birthdays didn't change or renewals didn't change, the premiums kept, they were just completely different. 
and over six months and they couldn't figure it out. Uh, and actually they were working with a different insurance broker at this time and they sent it to their insurance broker. They looked at it and they said, I can't figure it out. Don't know where the issue is. Call the, call the billing. And they just kind of disregarded it and sent it off. And somehow I got the magic phone call and so they had this issue and they were connected with another friend of mine that I was like, yeah, sure. We have a mutual friend, um, send them over and we'll take a look at it. Within 10 minutes, we figured out the billing discrepancy and how the billing department actually just messed up on previous months. So they tried playing catch up on one month and then a second month, but the numbers didn't add up. But it, but it didn't take us that long, and I'm not saying we're experts by any means, but we, just, we looked through it from a different eye, and we were willing to roll up our sleeves and figure it out. And again, in 10 minutes, we were able to figure it out, and other broker, the, this other broker wasn't able to either chose not to invest the time, uh, or they just weren't sure on how to figure it out. And I'm not even sure that we knew how to figure it out. I just said, send them over, and we'll take a look at it, and we just kind of figure out whatever the numbers were coming from and it didn't take us that long. So there's obviously a lot of value and not all broker insurance brokers are the same. And sometimes you just have to work with certain situations to make it feasible to actually pick up a phone and call another broker to get a second opinion. And even in, in my agency, I always say, look at it. I don't always have to be the first guy you call. I would like to be, I would like to work with many people. Uh, obviously that's uh, beneficial to the whole agency and our growth, but I could just be the second guy you call because eventually you're going to need my help and over time. And so I encourage even people that listen to this podcast, if they just need a second opinion, uh, an, another look or just something, just give us a call and uh, my staff will figure it out or we'll, we'll have a com- uh, conversation. It's worth worth every conversation there, just not only just for the connection. You just never know where opportunities may lie and it may not even be doing business with me. It could be one of my clients doing business with uh, you. And so that pretty much wraps up this week's uh, Zemar podcast. I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.